The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today I was out walking and looking at all of the beautiful, beautiful flowers and plants and trees that are in my new neighborhood here in San Diego and just... Oh, being so grateful for uh, the beautiful natural setting that I get to live in and grateful too for everyone else for planting these beautiful gardens because they really are stunning. And I've made some friends with, with some of the plants. But I was thinking back to a time when I first moved to Connecticut and the walk that I would do there, which was across the street from my street, a little kind of cul-de-sac-y kind of neighborhood that was a little bigger than mine so I could get a few more steps in. And just beautiful houses with beautiful gardens. And I remember walking to one little part of that loop with these big, beautiful, majestic houses that had really sophisticated and probably somewhat expensive landscaping. And every time I would see a tree or a shrub or a bush or something that I didn't have on my property or that didn't look, you know, as happy on my property as it did on theirs, I would experience a little pang of that very common uh, human emotion called envy or jealousy, right? Like, I was happy that they had it. It wasn't about that, but I would be like, wow, I want that too. Why can't that be mine as well? And so today that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about that feeling of why can't that be mine as well? And the idea too that an experience or something is is somehow diminished, right? If we experience it, but we don't possess it. Because that was my experience. Right, I would walk around, and and this was a loop that I would take all the time, and it was such a beautiful, beautiful loop, and these plants were so beautiful, and I did have a beautiful relationship with a particular lilac bush that I would pass every year, and this beautiful tree, I don't know what it was called, but it was like bent over a rock, and another beautiful tree that was, oh gosh, probably hundreds of years old, I'm just guessing, but it was just huge and majestic and beautiful But when I would walk past these people's gardens, I would often feel like, wow, I need to have this on my property, or why don't I have this on my property, or I wish I could have this on my property, as if it was somehow lesser than because it wasn't mine. And I look back on that now and I realize something that I was starting to realize then but has come home to me completely now. It's all mine and it's also not mine. 
both at the same time and the joy that I experienced enjoying everybody else's flowers. And that's what I learned to do. I learned to kind of quell that little pang of of envy with, wow, but I get to enjoy them, right? And I started to fill that in with the gratitude and thanking the people for having these beautiful gardens that they were paying money to maintain so that I could walk by them and enjoy them. And it helped free me from that whole mind, you know, conundrum of knowing that it doesn't all have to be mine to bring me joy. And in fact, what is mine anyway, right? What is mine anyway? Do we really possess a flower? right? It might grow in our property on something that a human being has said is mine, right? But really that flower, that flower is for everyone. And that's the energy that, you know, I, I am more and more starting to feel into. And now that I live here in California, right? I live on a pretty much postage stamp of a property. So not a lot grows here on mine, quote unquote, Um, But I also live in just such a beautiful neighborhood. And again, I have learned to fall in love with plantings that are everywhere and that are really here for all of us, right? Because when you plant that garden in your space, right, it is a gift not just for you, but for all of humanity. And you're going to plant your garden how you're going to plant your garden. And of course, we often plant the things closer to us that we love the most, right, and that we value the most, But that doesn't mean that we plant them just for ourselves. And it also means that we can appreciate the gifts and the plantings, you know, that everybody else is putting out there too. And I think that's what it means in the highest sense for us to all be connected. So I'm thinking back to my understanding, what I've been taught about indigenous cultures and Native Americans and the idea that when the Western colonizers first came to the United States, right, which was obviously not the United States, the new land, right, and came into contact with the Native Americans, there was a belief, right, that the Europeans had that the Native Americans didn't have that you could own land at all right? So it's it's a very kind of recent notion. It's my understanding that with indigenous cultures, they had a much deeper sense of connection to the landscape and connection to the land. And it wasn't about personalization or ownership at all, right? When we come to believe that we own things, that we possess things, we lose a little bit of ourselves into them, right? We confuse the possession, the owning with you know, that appreciation with that intrinsic sense of who and what we really are, right? We lose ourselves in the external and therefore we lose touch with the magic of life. The guides say that early Native Americans and indigenous cultures, right? They were much more about that circle of life. They were much more about really connecting with and harmonizing with the land. They understood that they were part of the circle of life, that they were part of the land. And if anything, the guides say, they would have had the belief that the land owned them and not the other way around. Now, were there squamishes around territory and that kind of stuff? Yes. Uh, Contrary to popular belief, some of that definitely happened way before the European settlers came. And in fact, the guides say, that's part of what attracted the energy of the European settlers. This is so fascinating because they say what happened is those skirmishes and those when the native cultures began to get possessive over their territory, they invited in an energy that also had that approach to things, right, where they absolutely believed that you could buy or sell territory, which was 
I believe until that time, a concept that was foreign to the Native Americans, but just in terms of logistics, right? Just in terms of, they didn't understand what the transaction meant, but they were already in the mindset, many of them, about owning. And this is my space and I have to be here and you cannot. And again, whenever we go into that kind of mindset, we're operating in scarcity. We're operating in the idea that there are limited resources and that we must possess those resources, right? Or they will vanish if we don't possess them. They're not true. They're not real. They're not ours, right? But nothing could be further from the truth. When we feel into the interconnection of everything, then we know it's all ours anyway. I remember once I was driving through another little facet of my neighborhood and I came across this ginormous house. I mean, this house was massive, 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 massive. And my first somewhat judgmental thought that went through my mind was, true story, and this was many years ago, but still, <laughs> was, you know, oh my God, I can't believe like, you know, who needs that much space? That was the thought. Who needs that kind of house? And then another thought came over me really, really quickly about all of the abundance and energy that created that, that brought that to that person. That person attracted that beautiful, beautiful mansion into their their space. And the magic and that abundance manifested for them. And then I had another thought, and this one was even cooler. I realized that they're experiencing that level of abundance why it was a gift to be shared with me because I could feel into that. I could feel into how they were enjoying and experiencing their own abundance and how they had created this beautiful home. And that, my friends, right, their expression and their manifestation of abundance was a gift to everyone because we are all connected. So to a certain extent, if they were enjoying that house, I have the opportunity to enjoy that energy too. And it may or may not grow in my very own garden, but it was still mine as well. So I want to pause here and let you take that in. Your mind might not understand that, but your soul knows exactly what I'm talking about. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. So as I walk around my neighborhood now, I am just awed and blessed by the beauty that I see all the time around me. We have a really cool neighborhood with a range of houses, all built at different times, all built in this hill set overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And they're all super unique and super different because of the architectural demands of building on a cliff and everyone trying to maximize their view. So we're building on a cliff, trying to angle ourselves, you know, to face the water. And some of these houses are very simple and some of them are magnificent and everything in between, but they're all beautiful and they're all unique. And the thing that I love most about my neighborhood is that everybody takes pride in their creations. Like you just feel it. Everything's unique. Everything is just well-loved. Everything is well-landscaped. It's just beautiful. Now, I don't need to own every view or every one of those houses to appreciate them all. And I want you to know that I do. I 
do. And there are some houses that I'm like, wow, that would be so cool to live there. And others that, you know, I just, I just love their rose bushes. But again, one of the things that I've learned is that what brings me joy is experiencing other people's pride and joy too. And that it's a shared thing. When I walk around my neighborhood, their joy and their abundance spills over onto me. I get to enjoy it. My favorite plants, I may or may not have talked about these. They're these gigantic aloe. I'm pretty sure they're aloe. I always get aloe and agave confused, but we're going to call them aloe and they're ginormous. They're like bigger than me. I'm not a big person, but you know, I'm five feet tall. So they're bigger than that and wider than me. And they're stunning and fantastic. And I do have a little habit sometimes of chatting and (laughs) chatting with plants and befriending them. And these ones, oh my God, their energy is so wonderful. And I'm so grateful for them. And I count them among my friends, right? Now, those friends are telling me now as I tune into their energy, right? We're not owned by anyone. Even if someone picked us up and planted us, you know, in this land, or even if our seeds grew here, it's probably the former, not the latter. Like we don't understand ownership. We don't understand mine or yours. We understand service. We understand abundance. We understand, you know, our special role here to be part of the circle of life. They're also telling me how much they appreciate my appreciating them and how, as Native Americans knew and many herbalists know, and many of you guys know too, like the plant world is full with all sorts of different energies, right? And they all lend their energies to that perfect balance, that perfect mix that creates the balance of flora and fauna, but also just the energetic balance here on earth, right? And they grow exactly where they're needed to lend the specific energetic signature that's needed at that time. And so That might be growing on somebody else's quote unquote property, but it's exactly where it's meant to be. And if you see it every day and you love it and you acknowledge it and you notice it, friends, then it's yours too. It's yours too, because they know exactly what they're doing, right? And they know exactly where you're going to find them. And they know exactly how to harmonize with you and your needs and your joys. And the guys are telling me, seeing those every day when I see them, where they see them on my walk is the perfect amount of communing with their energy that I need. Mm -hmm. Now, look, If you see someone on someone else's land, and this is a metaphor too, right? It's not just flowers. It's anything. And it really resonates with you. And it keeps calling to you. And it's something that you keep saying, I would like that for me too. Don't beat yourself up. Desire is a real and true thing. And oftentimes we're drawn to things that we see in others because they're longing to be expressed more in ourselves. And so when you see an expression of someone else's abundance, it is perfectly natural and normal to go back inside and say, how can I express that within myself? It's an invitation from the universe for you to flow more with those things that you desire that will truly bring you joy. It's not from a place of scarcity because scarcity would tell us on some level, if they have it, I can't have it too. And that's nonsense. It's nonsense. Of course you can. Can you ever be exactly like someone else? No. And you don't want to be because Unlike scarcity, we all have uniqueness, right? Uniqueness isn't about separation. Unique, well, uniqueness is about separation, but in the best possible way. Uniqueness is around that separation, meaning that we all are individual, perfect little puzzle pieces that are always moving and growing and changing. And yes, we're unique, but we're all plugged into the whole. We're all plugged into the whole. We're all part of the one whole puzzle. And though each shape is needed and necessary, right? 
And we wouldn't want a puzzle with one shape missing. I've had one of those and it's very frustrating. (laughs) Isn't that frustrating when you get to the end and you realize you're missing a piece, right? Every piece is so important and so valuable. It's also important to know that you are exactly the piece that you need to be and that piece can morph and change, right? Because this is not a static puzzle. This is one of those puzzles. If there were such a thing that's like a hologram, it's always, always shifting and changing and moving and you are just a little pixel, a little part and your uniqueness is important and so is everyone else's. But again, if your unique self feels like it wants to grab more roses for your garden and you feel that resonance by all means... Feel into how you can plant them there, right? How you can open up your space to have them. And look, sometimes things grow better in other spaces and other places, and that's okay too. Because even if those seeds do not germinate on your very own property, in your very own self at this moment of time that is now, and who knows what will happen in the future, we don't know that at all. We are constantly growing, changing, and expanding. But if at this moment now you are covering something that, you know, is growing in someone else's garden and you can't figure out a single way how to get it to work in yours, fear not. Because if you can appreciate it in someone else, right, it's true of you too. So the guides say, the more we can let go of this idea of mine, possession, And just flow into the abundance of life, of our interconnectedness, of all of the beauty and the things that we desire and the direction in which our soul wants to flow and grow and expand. The more we can let go of the need to possess, the easier it is for us to create. And the easier it is actually for us to stream into our lives and into our space all those things that will deeply and truly and completely give us joy. Because remember, friends, if someone else has it, to some extent it's yours too, right? But more importantly, if we see something in someone else that lights a fire within us, Two, that is the magical way that the light of our souls of the divine will spread. So please, by all means, friends, take some time today to tend all of the beautiful things that are growing in your garden, because I know that your garden is full of the most magnificent blossoms, the most magnificent things. And know too, right, that as you expand and as you connect with all of the beauty and joy that the world has to offer without feeling like you have to own it, right? It's not about you. You are just an expression, a conduit, a way to dance with all of that beauty, all of the beauty and riches that life has to offer through you, from you, and to you. The more that you will participate on the highest soul level in this beautiful dance called life and the more that you will share your beautiful, wonderful gifts with the world and receive those gifts back to you in, you know, a million fold. So I hope all of this makes sense to you. Have a wonderful, fantabulous day. Thank you as always for tuning in and plant those seeds wisely. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. 
If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.